Welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast, episode 350. Greetings, everyone. Tom Brassell here. Thanks so much for joining us. Whether this is your rookie voyage or you're a frequent flyer here on the Starship Insider, it doesn't matter. We're just glad you're here. Our special guest today joins us from out west. He has nine professional wins, but more importantly, he's one of the nicest guys out on tour. Everybody loves him. Courtesy of our friends at Callaway Golf, Mr. Kevin Knock. Kevin, we appreciate it so much, my friend. Thanks for, thanks for carving out the time for us. Well, thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. But let's clarify that nine, five of us PG Tour, so people don't think that we're we're trying to raise a number there. <laughs> we have, World, have some other hey, worldwide, worldwide, man. Everyone counts, man. That's great. Hey, Kevin, our listeners love hearing how you got started in the game. We all fell in love with this game somehow. Some, sometimes it was a father, or a grandfather, or a clinic, or somebody special. What got the fire burning yeah. in you? How did you start the game? So my grandfather played golf um, you know, you know, way back in the days in Korea uh, when there wasn't pre- pretty much, there wasn't many golf courses probably. And then my father learned the game of golf and it was, hand- it was, uh, you know, went down to my brother and I, we, we learned how to play a game of golf um, at a young age. And we used to go to the driving range with, with, uh, with the dad, with our dad. And um, there was this part three course that I grew up playing at. Um, I don't know if it's still around. It was near, I, I grew up in a, First moved it to a place called La Cañada, California, um, and I, I, I there was a part three golf course called Verdugo Hills. I think it was, I don't think it was in the city of La Cañada. I think it was just a little bit up, a little bit up more north, like 10, 15 minutes away. Anyway, that's where my brother and I used to we used to battle it out, and <laughs> and I got competitive because I wanted to beat my brother. He's three years older than me, and when you're you know eight, nine years old, that three year. And he's 11 or 12. That's, that's a big gap um, in size, power. And I just wanted to beat him. And that's how I started practicing. And I really liked golf. You know, it was fun to see ball fly. And I can, I was, you know, I, I got decent at it pretty quickly. I had a decent hand and eye coordination. I, I had coaching. And I loved hearing that ball go in the hole, that, that little rattle. Uh, and that's what got me hooked. Oh God! Well, you know you can get good at it, but when did you know that? Hey, man, this is this is something I might can maybe take to another step. I might be able to make a living doing this, or or even play it, you know, competitively. <laughs> when did that hit? Or was it was there a moment, or was it just like when you got better than your brother? I don't know. Um, so I got better pretty quick. You know, every year I got pretty good, and um, it wasn't so much that I was you know, at a certain level that I thought I was going to, the reason why I wanted to be a pro or I thought I could make it to a pro. It was actually while watching TV and watching the PGA tour on the weekends at home. And, um, I asked my parents this question. I said, Hey, uh, if, if you're, if you, if you're a good golfer, are you on TV all the time? And they're like, yeah. And my father said every weekend, <laughs> Oh, I, I, I want to be a pro golfer. <laughs> so it wasn't so much that I thought I was good. It was, it was more, I wanted to be on, on TV <laughs> a little bit. I know as a kid that there was other sports involved, but that's what we had on a TV at home was golf. Well, you didn't take the traditional route. I mean, the guys today, you know, they end up at university of Texas or Oklahoma mm-hmm. state or somewhere like that. You kind of went at it a little differently. Share, share that with us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got pretty good at 
you know, by the time I was 14 or 15, um, I played my first professional event when I was 15. I played the Korean Open, uh, which was a Korean tour and an Asian tour co-sanctioned event. Uh, and then I also played the PGA Tour event when I was 17 uh, at Torrey Pine, the Monday qualified. Uh, shot 66, won the playoff, six-man playoff, made a 30-footer. Uh, and then Boban Peltz, I, we still talk about it. <laughs> he had about a, a putt inside 10 feet that he missed, and I got in. Um, um, so I was, I was a pretty good junior golfer. I was ranked number one in the country. Um, I was thinking about going to college. Uh, at the time, my brother was going to UCLA. I grew up in the L.A. area. You know, UCLA was close by. It was a great school. I thought about going there. Um, I decided to go pro because um, my brother, who didn't play on the team, but he had a lot of friends, he, all the friends that he, uh, he knew all the guys on the team, and he felt like if I played professional golf somewhere in the world for four years, that I would come out ahead. A game would be in a better place to get me ready for the PGA Tour than four years of college golf. And that was just his opinion. Now, doesn't mean it's true. Um, so we took, we decided as a as a family um, to turn pro. I turned pro basically 18. I was it was a month before my 18th birthday, so I was technically 17. I say 18. Um, and then I went to Q school, missed my first year, but I got my Asian tour card. I won my first year on the Asian tour, our tour championship, finished fourth on the money list, rookie of the year. I had, a, I had a fantastic year and led doors to the European tour the following year. The following year, when I was 19, I went to Q school again, missed the second stage, but I played Europe and Asia, had a pretty good, um, pretty good year. Uh, I was able to get in a uh, got myself in a world golf championship in, in Firestone when I was 19. And then at the end of that year, when I turned 20, just turned 20, I got through the PG tour Q school, all three stages and got my tour card in end of all three. So 2004 was my first year. So, so the, the, our plan for the four years, you know, if I can get on tour within four years, um, that it was going to be a success. It, it, it took me to, um, after two years of playing overseas, I got on tour. So my plan that we had set up, uh, our, our goals, uh, so I, I beat the goals, so, which was great. Now, people, people are like, well, you know, a lot of kids are doing it nowadays. More kids out of high school are turning pro. I see more guys. There's a lot of talents out there that make it right away. Great. But if I was to go back and do it over again, I'd go to college. And that sounds crazy, right? For, for the, you know, for everything working out well, me having success on overseas and got to see the world travel and then got on tour at age 20. And I was the youngest player at the time on tour. I'd go back, I'd go to college for six months at least for maybe a year. And the reason why I say that on, on if any of the young kids are listening and Mark Romero, who became my neighbor, he, you know, recently, uh, in about a year and a half ago, he moved into Southern Highlands, Las Vegas, um, I knew Marco Mara, got to know him when I was 16, and he was super nice. And I remember him telling me this, and I told him this uh, a few years ago. This is what you told me. And he said, Kevin, I heard you're thinking of turning pro and not going to college. I said, yes, that's true. And he said, I recommend you going to college for a little bit. Whether you graduated or not, I still recommend that you go to college. And the reason why I say that is the PGA Tour will be here forever. But college is something you experience at that lifetime and it's something you, you will never be able to do it again. Yes, you can go to college later on in life, but at that age with all your friends and going to college is, is something 
that you should experience as a as an 18 or 17 or 18 year old and he's 100% right that's some great advice yeah and i and, and i watch you know march madness i got no team to root for <laughs> oh god well, you, can pick, you, you can pick every year <laughs> you mentioned tv yeah. and being on tv we watched you a few weeks ago at um, mm. at the sony and the announcers made the comment they were talking about your game when you get to a course like this you and they were talking about you and cooch not the bombers you know but but you almost almost are like mm. th- these guys could be kevin Na and cooch are salivating when they get to a shot makers course like this because it's right in their wheelhouse is that true is, is that something you, you'd say is kind of i mean you get a little more excited when you get to a shot makers course i do um and i feel like i have to really capitalize on the courses and the venues that are like sony or colonial hilton heads and um and the list you know there's there's a handful of lists right um because the game has turned into such a bomber's game that uh, a guy like me needs to get everything out of a week like Sony. Um, and Kevin Kisner and we talk about this and, you know, and there, there are weeks that we want, we, the venues that we want to win in, we need to check off the list and saying, have our, our grand slam of the, of the short knockers. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, I can, can I still compete against the bombers and beat them? Yeah, I can. Um, am I at a disadvantage in, in some of these golfers? Yeah, I am. But when I get to a course like uh, Wildlife, it's for Sony Open. I feel like, you know, we're at a even playing field, and I can I can beat anybody. Uh, and you know, my obviously I have a win there, and I have a good record there, and I shot some low numbers. Um, I, I'd like to see more of those courses come back. I think we all would. Part of the change in the game is certainly due to the fantastic equipment we have. And you're brought to us, Kevin, by our friends mm-hmm. and your friends at Callaway Golf. Talk about that relationship you have with Callaway. Yeah, so it's been a great relationship. So my first year as a pro, I signed with Callaway. And I won the Asian Tour event. Um, and I won with the Callaway Ball. Um, and then I went on to a different company for many, many years. And I recently came back to Callaway. Um in 2019 was my first year with Callaway. And I fell in love with their driver with the jailbreak technology. Um, it, it was a super forgiving club that was hot. And for me, I was able to hit my draw beautifully with that driver under pressure. And that's what made me, uh, what led to go for me to go back to Callaway and make the switch. And um, I've had a lot of success with Callaway um, ever since. Um, but as a full staff, three, three PGA Tour wins, one other win. Um, I did win a Greenbrier with the Callaway driver, but I didn't have the, uh, the irons. Um, and this year, I made the switch to the Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. Um, it's actually the Chrome Soft X dot. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's, it's a new prototype of the Chrome Soft X, which you will probably be able to get at your hands on maybe later this year. So you know, we, as a tour player, have a have a spe- we get the special special golf ball. <laughs> we get it early. Uh, it's, and this ball, I'll tell you what, is amazing. Um, you know, you talked about technology changing the game, and I think the ball has changed the game more than anything. Um, this golf ball is amazing in the wind. Uh, I've played two tournaments with it so far. I played the two Hawaii swings. And what I've noticed the most was the ball through the wind is amazing. And when I plant, when I'm hitting into the wind, 
this ball launches a little bit higher than what I'm, what the ball I used to play. But as soon as I hit it and let's say it comes off a little high into the wind, I'm going, Oh boy, this might come up short. It doesn't, it goes through the wind really nicely. Um, I've hit some shots. I've told, I've talked to other players that are Cal, Callaway soft players and, and the shared information we saw on this new ball. And for me, when I hit a little thin miss shot where you think, so when I hit it a little thin and most players do it, it comes off a little spinny, a little, little riser, and it might lead to a little bit to the right for me. And usually comes up short. This ball will not, um, it will carry the bunker that, that yes, well, it'll come up a few yards short, but it's not, it's not coming up seven or eight yards short. It's only two or three yards short, which I will probably carry a bunker. I remember hitting a shot at, at the Sony open on the seventh part three, I hit a seven iron, there's pins tucked right over the bunker, five paces, right, four paces, four or five paces over the bunker. And I, it was a little thin, a little right of the flag. It was only two or three yards right of the flag, but it was thin. And I'm thinking this is buried in the bunker and it just covers the bunker. And I looked at my caddy, Kenny said, how good is this golf ball? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so far a knock on wood. I mean, I've been very happy and it, it's been a great ball. And it has, a, it has a great touch around the green. Yeah. You talk about jailbreak technology earlier, helping with the miss hits, and then you're talking about the ball when you pick it a little thin or something. And it, it gives everybody a little hope that, hey, these guys don't hit every shot perfect like it looks like on TV. You guys have miss hits too, right? And you need no. all the help you can get. Oh, we, we have a, plenty of miss hits. And, you know, some of these miss hits, I mean, I'm, I'm more verbal about my hit shots. You know, I'll, I'll scream go or, or I'm, I'll say it on, like you can hear me. I said, oh, man, I send that. But, you know, if you hold your finish and look like you know what you're doing, we look like we look incredible. But, yes, we will, we'll, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking very little, right? Uh, we'll thin one, we'll, we'll fat one, and we'll off the toe. You know, my driver, I tend to hit it off the toe, high, high off the toe a little bit. And we're, we're looking for a club that will perform even on a slide off, off center hits. And um, the technology these days that – they, they make drivers and clubs and that even though you miss hit it a little bit, it still goes. Well, Kevin, before we let you go, uh, just a couple things. One, what's your, what's your schedule look like for the rest of the year? And two, because I know the fans want to see you, mm. how nice it is to have the fans back out, you know? It is very nice to have the fans back out. Um, I won one tournament during the, the, the COVID period where we had no fans. It was a Sony Open, and it was weird having no grants down on eighteen. Um, when I made the winning putt, it was like, a, you know, a little, about a one footer. I looked around and I was like, there's nobody. There was just camera volunteers. There was nobody. Um, it was a weird feeling. Um, it's nice. And this year going back, there was a full grandstand on 18 at Sony. And it was nice to see the people back out you, to hear the roars, you know, to be announced defending champion on the first tee and people cheering for you. Um, it's great. And, and it's nice to have them back, and hopefully, they, you know, our game of golf popularity keeps growing, and we have a bit more and more fans every week. Um, and uh, my schedule, my next tournament, I am playing in um, the Saudi International, um, which is next week, and then I will play the Genesis Open at Riviera, and I'm playing Bay Hill Players. And after Players. I'm not a hundred percent sure because we're expecting our third child the week, uh, the Tuesday after the players, Kevin, Hey, thanks so much, man. It's always great catching up with guys like you, especially the, the, the really, really nice ones who will open up their hearts and, and share everything with us. How about some, 
Final words for our mm-hmm. listeners out there. Well, before I say any final words, um, the worldwide golf was recently uh, was taken over by my my name, my down the street neighbor, the Shin family. Um, yeah, I know the family very well, uh, Peter Shin and and uh, their, his first son uh, Teddy Shin, who's who's in, you know running most of this. He's the brains of the operation. Uh, a little shout out to those guys. They're they're great people. They love the game of golf and they want to do their part of, um, of growing the game. And, um, I'm appreciative of them. Um, they're great people. I hope, um, they, they, and they're growing more and more as, as a, as a golf family, they're purchasing more golf courses. So all the best to them. And, uh, and for the listeners out there, um, I just want to say, you know what, I'm sure for those people that are listening, they love the game of golf and that's why they're listening. And I just want to say that I love the game of golf. It's a great game. I hope everyone passes it on to their kids, and it's a generation after generation. Um, I appreciate the support of everyone that's loving the game. Um, and um, for the Cal- and if you love the game of golf, I hope you try this new Rogue driver. It's an amazing driver. Um, I love it, and hopefully it does wonders for your game. So well said. Kevin, thanks so much for the time. Again, we appreciate you so much. We'll be pulling for you this year, and uh, best wishes down the road, especially when number three arrives in late March. Thank you. Well, how about that? Again, one of the nicest guys out on tour, Kevin Na. Five PGA Tour wins, nine lifetime professional wins worldwide. And uh, like he said, give that new Callaway Chrome softball a try. It's working well for him. As we've talked about a number of times, the hardest thing to get a tour player to change on uh, in his bag of equipment is that golf ball, and he's committed to the new Chrome Softball from Callaway. Well, special thanks to Callaway Golf for bringing Kevin Na to us and to you, our listeners. We'll do it again next time. We have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.